How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with three of your boys now, Nick and Sam. We're talking about Glaber Torres today, what he's going to bring to this team, and a lot of kind of speculation going around regarding what the future for him looks like on this Yankees squad. You know, in my opinion, I don't know what you guys think, but in my opinion, I feel like his entire future on this team is directly correlated to the success of Anthony Volpe. I think that if Anthony Volpe comes out in spring training, kicks some serious ass, and justifies being called up immediately... Glaber Torres may be the odd man out here because Praza, you know, if he plays shortstop, if he plays second base, it doesn't really matter. DJ LeMayhew, Josh Donaldson, IK, if you have a conundrum at third base right now in the hot corner. And Glaber Torres, his job kind of gets squeaked out because you could put DJ at second base, you could put him at third base. And Glaber Torres has the most value of any of the trade candidates in this scenario. So Volpe's future really is directly tied to Glaber Torres, in my opinion. You guys may have a different thought. I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to think. We're going to talk about his projections, talk about what Glaber Torres is bringing to this team, how he performed last year, and how he might be able to compound on the success he put on the field. Um, and really, he's one of those guys that is a good locker room presence. You know, he doesn't bring any unwanted attention to this team. He's a great dude to have around. Um, he's a fan favorite for a lot of people, and I think that his value is certainly there on paper right now after a good after a good 2022 campaign. But before we dive into it, Nick, Sam, how you guys doing today? I'll t start with my guy Nick here. What's up, Alex and Sam? This is the first trio we've done in Riverside, so this is gonna be fun. I'm excited to have both of you guys here. Uh, this is gonna be a good episode. I mean, last Alex and I just recorded one on Aaron Hicks a little bit ago. So this is going to be a much more positive episode. Um, I'm excited to talk about Glebe. The dude has been in so many mock trades this offseason. And like you said, for right reason, he has the most value of anyone that we're talking about potentially trading. But I do agree with you that I think he, he does have a bit of a target on his back right now with Anthony Volpe coming up. However, I don't know, man. Glaber, I, I feel like I, I may be in the more minority on this opinion that Glaber Torres is a good Yankee. Um, and I do think that he has a place on this team. It just remains to be seen if 2022's power continues over to 2023 or if he reverts back more to 2020 and 2021. So I don't know. I'm excited to get you guys' thoughts. And then uh, I'll toss it over to Sam. Sam Wise, the Brave. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm good. I know you guys already had a conversation today. I'm glad that you guys were able to get all, the, all of the negativity out of the way this morning talking about Aaron Hicks. This is my first podcast of the week, so I'm nice and fresh. I'm ready to go. Glaber Torres is a player that I actually really was not high on coming into last season at all. I actually hated the fact that he was still on the team, and I thought he should have been shipped off last offseason. After his terrible 2021, what do you slug, 366? I was so out on that guy, and I was like, yeah, let's just throw DJ there. And then after they picked up Donaldson, I was like, oh, yeah, it's odd man out. And, you know, we expected a lot from Donaldson. He obviously fell flat. But with Glaber now, at the beginning of the offseason, I had proposed that, you know, the dream scenario was really to have this middle infield of Peraza and Volpe at shortstop second base, whoever played better defensively, won that shortstop battle. And then you trade Glaber for, you know, we were looking at an outfielder. We were looking at, you know, top-tier relievers that you could have traded Glaber for. Now it's kind of transformed into this thing where I'm like, I don't know if we can let Glaber go at this point. Just because of the offense that he brought to this team last season, his slugging percentage improved massively over 100 points up to 4 51 last year he hit really well for this team and for a team that really struggled for offense in the postseason I'm not sure that you can sell off one of your best bats right now even with even when we have these top tier prospects that are going to end up coming up so it's an interesting debate and it will be really interesting to see if they roll with the two guys in the middle like I you know proposed at the beginning of the offseason but at this point I don't see a world where they end up trading Glaber strictly because of what he brings offensively interesting very interesting you know this is a player who last year 
I guess some would say he had a bounce back campaign. You know, last time he really performed extremely well was 2019, hit 257 in 2022, uh, 310 OBP, 115 WRC plus, 24 homers, 76 RBIs, swiped 10 bags. He got bigger bases this year. Maybe he gets to 15. That would be a career record for him. Uh, was a 2.7 WAR player. He projects to be even better this year. The steamer projections have him hitting 262, 327 OBP, 23 homers, 73 RBIs, 13 stolen bases, 120 WRC plus, and a set and a 3.4 war player, which would be the second best since 2019. Now, those projections definitely are pretty good offensively. Defensively, he was very solid last year at second base. I think that he is a situated second baseman. I think that's his probably best position the rest of his career. Played over 1,000 innings last year there. Um, had seven errors, not too bad. 985 fielding percentage with nine DRS um, and zero outs above average, so he was break-even there. But, you know, the defensive run save definitely stands out as nine. That's the best he's ever had at any position, any season in his career. Glaber Torres right now. Exactly. So I'll tell you what. Glaber Torres' value has never been this high since 2019, right? This is the highest value he's been. He's come back from two down years to now put together a pretty solid season. I wonder what Cashman, what Boone are thinking right now. If Are they thinking that Glaber Torres is going to get better, or do you think this is his peak? Do you think last year was the best he can do, um, or he can continue to improve? I think that the first half of the year, Glaber Torres was fantastic. The second half of the year, he can, and notably, after they, he found out that they were looking to trade him at the deadline, he played like absolute dog shit. I think mentally it got to him, and I think mentally it completely shot his confidence because he was playing so well, he looked happy, and then after that happened, he was a shell of himself. And then postseason comes around, he's a shell of himself, and maybe it was just mental. Maybe it was just confidence-related, and, and he lost that because um, the Yankees were looking to offload him, and he was like, wait a second, like I want to be here. Like I want to win on this team. I'm playing well. Why are you trying to offload me right now? Like I... Like, who are you going to put in my place? DJ LeMahieu's toe injury pops up, and then all those those rumors kind of went to bed. And now they're happening again. Do you think, and you know, Nick will kind of go through the process. We'll go Nick and then Sam. Do you think that the mental aspect, the mental component of Gleyber Torres maybe was impacted last year? And maybe that if they, if they tell him, we're committed to you, we're not going to trade you, that'll go a long way in helping him play better. Oh, I mean, absolutely. At the end of the day, I feel like there's not a player in baseball where it's like you say, hey, we're looking to trade you and they're going to be like, oh, well, I feel great now. I'm, that's that's all I need to hear. Um, like there are very few players in baseball that do well with negative reinforcement and criticism. But Glaber, like you said, the second half was a really, really weird second half for him because after he found out he was in the trade proposals and there's basically like a deal on the table with the Marlins that ended up not going through for Pablo Lopez it did shoot his confidence way down. He OPS 474, I believe, in the month of August. But then in September, he OPS like 970. So it's like he was one of our best hitters down the stretch to the point where we're like, hey, we're going to bat you leadoff in the postseason, partially because we had no one else to bat leadoff. And then also because the team was like, hey, you're one of our best bats going into October. Let's see if you can keep that going. And then he wasn't able to. But the problem for Glaber, and the one thing that I really feel bad for the guy about, is after that 2019 season, we had seen those Zips projections that had come out by D Dan Zaborski, where it's basically like, look, the next four years, Glaber Torres is going to hit 40 home runs a year, be a 900 OPS second baseman, and he's going to be an absolute star. And ultimately, the juice balls went away. Glaber changed his approach entirely, tried to be too much like DJ LeMahieu, as we saw in 2020 when he walked 13% of the time or 11% of the time and only struck out 18, 19. So it's like we saw him try to change into something he wasn't. And then last year, he went back to what made him good, which was not a lot of walks, swing and miss a good amount, 
but he's a very aggressive hitter. And when he jumps on pitches early, we can see his talent really shine through. I mean, the guy hits the ball to all parts of the field better than most players in the lineup. And for a righty to be able to hit to the right short porch a lot, that's huge. That's huge. So I do believe that Glaber is, whether or not he's in pinstripes or not, is going to be a very good and valuable second baseman. It just remains to be seen if that's with the, with the Yankees. He's still 26. He was part of that original Baby Bombers crew with he, Judge, Gare Bear, even Tyler Austin. And now it's getting to the point where it's like we may only have one guy left from that original core, which is crazy. But I don't know, Sam, what do you think? I think that Glaber, if he gets traded, it should only be for a starting left fielder or a starting pitcher. Like I propose Jesus Lizard, Jesus Lizardo, for Glaber Torres and part of a package. And a lot of people are like, I don't know if I would do that. But I personally would because it mean, yes, you have Volpe coming up. You give him the shot. But also, do we have the depth to move Glaber? I don't know. Like, we have so many good infielders, but a lot of them play short, shortstop and third base, not second base. So, I don't know. I, I like to believe in Glaber, and I want to think he's going to be a part of this team this season. But I still do think the team's like, hey, like we talked about this episode, he has the most value of those guys. So maybe we look to move him. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Sam? Yeah, I think he would be the odd man out if there was a trade to go down. He would be the, you know, obvious, like, big play factor that would go, you know, if you know if they go and dive into a Brian Reynolds trade, what I think is, like, dead at this point, yeah. or, like, really with anybody else, I feel like he would be the big piece going, at least the big league piece that would go. I mean, obviously there would be prospects attached, but he would be the guy that would be, you know, big league proven that would go to another team ready. There's a couple points that you guys hit on, which I really like. Um, the projections after 2019 with the 900 OPS thing, that is absolutely unreal. If you guys take a look at that graphic, it's legit the most insane thing ever. Because like they 44 dongs a year. Like a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, that guy, like, they projected him to be a Hall of Famer. And, like, obviously, like, this is a guy that we're looking at. We're projecting a 120 WRC plus th this year. Those are, like, Aaron Judge numbers. So, like, we're just, we're not looking at the same player now. The defense is another thing that I drastically, drastically improved from the year before. I mean, this is a guy that was playing shortstop in 2021. We thought he was going to be the guy for the future after we let Didi go. He moves to shortstop really, really bad defensively. Moves back to second base towards the latter half of the year and then plays there full-time last year. Was great defensively. Incredible incredible defensively at second base. I think there there were two guys ahead of him in DRS. It was Andres Jimenez, and I can't think of Jonathan the other Scope. guy off the top of my head. Jonathan Scope, yeah. So he was third in the American League in DRS among second base, but Nick, you mentioned he was fourth in all the baseball. Um, and projected a 120 WRC plus this year, man, like I just think, I think he's going to continue to mash, and I just think that this is not his peak. What he did last year, I think he's going to get even better. This is a player that posted a 310 OBP last year. This is not like that is that is not good for his standards. I, I expect that number to rise, and he's projected 327 this year. But I just think that he's going to be even better next year, and I just think that defense is going to be steady the entire time. And as far as the trade goes, man, he's going to be the big piece if somebody goes. But like I said before, I don't see. I don't think this team is in a position to be able to trade one of their best bats away because when we look at those Yankee bats, I think he's probably the four fourth best bat in this lineup and for a team that could do like a damn thing in the playoffs I there's just no way you let this guy go I think he's going to be a Yankee for the foreseeable future yeah so here I'll ask you this question um when you're looking at the future of Glaber Torres as I kind of said earlier I feel as though it's tied to Anthony Volpe's success I feel as though if you have Peraza and Volpe like where does Glaber Torres play unless you put one of them at third base and then DJ LeMahieu should be playing second base realistically and you know Torres is good enough that he should not be sitting on the bench as a you know he's not really even a utility piece he can, he plays second base like he cannot play shortstop anymore yeah, that is his position, position right 
He's a one position player. He's not a utility man. You are better off cashing in. So I'll ask you this question. I think this is really the question to ask. Would you be, would you rather trade him now at the, at what we are perceiving as the top of his value right now? Um, I kind of feel as though they, they have to make a decision between, do you keep him now because you think he can help you win a World Series? Or do you trade him now because this is the top of his value and you don't want to risk it going off a cliff again? And you have two years left of control. If you wait too long, those those controlled years, they don't really make as much of an impact. And that is a massive impact because he's going to make about $10 million this year, um, probably settle an arbitration around there. I think he wanted $10.2 The Yankees offered him nine point five, So he's going to get right around $10 million. That's a pretty reasonable price for a player of his magnitude, I would say, especially one that is projected to get even better. So the question for you, I'll start with Nick, would you rather, do, do, you, do you see him as a World Series caliber asset that he's gonna help us get there? Or do you think trading him now is the right move because this is probably his highest value, even if he gets a little bit better and he, you know, and he still has some value, you're also taking a year away from his control. And that's really where a lot of the value lies. So it's a hard question to, to answer, um, but do you see him as, a, as an asset for the World Series? Or do you see him he, as, a, as a piece that he can actually help the Yankees get there? Or do you think selling high on him now is the right move? It, it's so hard to answer that question. Like you said, it's a very difficult question. And kind of like reverting back where you mentioned Volpe and Glaber are very closely tied to one another. And we just talked about earlier how Glaber didn't do well when he found out he was being shopped in trades and didn't do well to start the season when we didn't know if he was going to start at second base or if it was going to be DJ starting at second base. So there is something to be said that, hey, maybe if we have this competition with Volpe, Glaber takes that to heart and he doesn't do very well. But I don't know. It's like it's that's the entire mental aspect of baseball, where it's like you can't really look into these guys' minds and feel how they're feeling. But... I would say that Glaber, I, I agree with everything Sam said. He's one of our best bats, and I think we have to hang on to him for the time being because it's not like a Brian Reynolds where it's like we have to trade Glaber to get value back because he doesn't want to be here. It's like, hey, if Glaber plays well up to the deadline and then we have Volpe coming up and he's getting some at-bats here and there and he's making them count, then I'd absolutely look to deal Glaber. But as of right now, the only way I'd move him is if we get a starting pitcher back because I, I, I personally do not believe Montas will be healthy until June. That could just be me, but I think he's going to have some problems with his arm. It's shoulder fatigue, and as we've seen in the past, shoulder fatigue usually leads to other problems down the line. And it's not something that's just fixed and you're feeling better all of a sudden. But I do think that Glaber has a place right now. It just remains to be seen if whether the Yankees agree with me or not. Um, I think... He's not going to be a 40-home run second baseman. We've established that. But 25, 30 home runs with a 260, 320, 330, and then a 440 slugging, 450 slugging, that's a 770, 780 OPS second baseman, which would be top six, top seven in baseball. That's the other thing people need to realize with Glaber. He is very good for his position. There are not a lot of better options out there. A lot of people loved last year, we talked about this a ton, Alex, during the deadline, Jazz Chisholm. Like, Jazz Chisholm was a one of the star second basemen, one of the best young players, huge, bright future, but he also can really only hit right-handed pitching. Glaber, on the other hand, can hit both righty and lefty. Glaber posted a little less WRC plus than Jazz Chisholm, and yet Jazz is being talked about as this potential superstar baseball player, and Glaber Torres is being talked about as a guy that's on his way out. And he's only 26, and maybe the Yankees don't value him as highly as we do. I mean, as seen by their arbitration hearing, where it's like they were separated by 500K, 
And it's like, really? The organization that's worth six and a half billion dollars isn't gonna give him 500K? But maybe that says something about what they do believe with Glaber. And like you said, this year and next year are the last two years of his uh, arbitration hearings. So maybe he's gonna be looking to get an extension. I can't blame him. It's a business after all. You gotta look after yourself and your well-being and your family's well-being. So maybe Glaber is in that mode where it's like, hey, if I play well this season, I'm going to go into next offseason trying to get an extension, trying to get a seven or eight year deal because he'll only be 27 and maybe he'll get that. I just don't know if it's from the Yankees. However, to say that he's an integral part on this team for them wanting to win a World Series like you asked, I do believe he is. And I do believe if we get rid of him and we play Volpe there, a lot of people brought this up. We're going to be starting more or less three or four rookies. And it's like, is that really something a World Series contending team should do? The Astros did it over the past couple of years, but they've also done so properly where they've kind of scattered it out. We saw Jordan make his debut a couple years ago, followed by Kyle Tucker, followed by Jeremy Pena last year. It wasn't, hey, all of you guys get out there at one time and let's do this thing. So maybe the Yankees do value him highly because of that. And they're like, hey, we're going to ease Volpe into it. Or maybe... Volpe just wins the job out of spring training and then Glaber becomes more expendable. So I guess to answer your question, I would say yes, he is an integral part of this team and yes, he could help us win a World Series, but for the right piece, you can't not trade him. If it's for a starting pitcher that's a number two, number three high-end guy, or like Sam said, a high-end bullpen arm or a left fielder, then yeah, look to move Glaber. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, I will say shout out to the um, the three rookies comment that was under our TikTok. Somebody commented, "Has a has, has a team ever won a World Series?" A lot of people said that. I'm like, time. come on, guys. No, and I mean with Glaber, um, I would look to AA extend that guy. I know he's got two years pre arb or post arb at this point that he has before he hits for agency. But you know, the Anthopolis way would be awesome with Glaber Torres if we could lock that guy up long term. Six right years, now. twenty four million. Safe, but- <laughs> exactly. But I don't think that's going to end up happening. And with, you know, Nick, there's a couple points that you brought up that really I want to key in on. Um, second base is a position at this point now that, you know, is really kind of like a tossover position. Um, we saw the Red Sox sign Trevor Story last offseason. Their instant move was to play him at second base and not shortstop, which was his main position. The Texas Rangers signed both Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. One of them had to go feed to second base instead of playing shortstop, which is the premium position in baseball. And who the hell knows what's going on in San Diego because they have a million shortstops. One of them has to play second base. So it's really like a toss-away position. And when you talk about guys in baseball today, you're talking about Jazz Chisholm and Andres Jimenez and Jose Altuve, where does Glaber Torres fit in that equation? Because at that point, he's been one of the top guys in baseball because it's really a limited position, and he's been one of the better guys in that position over the past few seasons. And with Glaber Torres, you know, I... One part of your question that I don't think we've really answered is what he does in the postseason. And Glaber Torres, the past two postseasons, has not been very good. Obviously, we only had the one-off game in 2021 where we played the wildcard game, which I will never speak of ever again. And then the entire offense was shot in 2022. But if you look at Glaber Torres in the postseason throughout his career with the Yankees, 2019, 178 WRC+, 2020, 274 WRC+. Plus. He slugged 700 in 2019. 729 So that is a player that I could see coming up big for us in the postseason. So, yes, that is a player that I think that could help us to a World Series if he's right, if his mental's right, and if they're not talking about him getting traded the entire time. But yet again, if we're talking about the deadline and Volpe comes up and he absolutely shows out and we can get Glaber at peak value, who's going to probably end up playing well. And at this point, we're looking at trading for a left fielder at the deadline as compared to looking at a guy right now. If they can, you know, get Glaber at peak value at the deadline and you're 
you're looking at a stud in left field, I don't even know who we would be looking at at that point. I would be in favor of doing that just because at that point you would have the middle infield locked down with Peraza and Volpe, hopefully. And then at that point, you still have the hole in left field. You would then use Cabrera as the utility guy and then Glaber will go out of town. So I think that if you can extend him right now on a team-friendly deal, very similar to the Braves, but I just highly doubt that. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think it's a player that could lead us to a World Series. But then again, I think at the trade deadline, he could be a big uh, trade chip for us as well. I think they go hand in hand. Like, I didn't mean to cut you off, Alex. I think they go hand in hand. Like, if this guy is a guy that could lead us to a World Series, he also likely is a guy that has a lot of value and could be a great trade trip. Trade chip. Correct. So it just it just, it just depends on what the Yankees front office is looking at. Um, Alex, I'll throw it back to you. I didn't mean to, like, cut you off there, but it's like... No, you're it, good. You're it's, good. It's, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but if come deadline... Let me ask you this, Alex. Look at that. I'm switching the roles here. Let me ask you a question. Ha! Um, if Glaber Torres is playing really well come deadline and he's batting, say, 270 with, I'm going to say, 18 home runs around the deadline, 16 home runs around the deadline, like an 800, 810 OPS, 125 WRC plus bat, would you look to trade him, or would you be like, hey, you could be a key guy going into the World Series, going into that late-season push? Um, I think that is a really good question. I think that if he's playing that well and he is showing that he is helping to carry that offense – can't risk trading him at that point i think if anthony volpe comes up and he's and he's matching that you could trade him and it wouldn't be that big of a deal but i but i do think that that's a stretch because anthony volpe is young he barely has any experience at triple a but he gets better as he needs more experience if okay so the thing is i don't even think it really depends it really depends if they call up volpe earlier because if they call him up earlier to give him that sample size he's gonna get better as the season progresses that's kind of his mo if you look at every season he's played in 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 the minors he starts kind of slow and then he gets progressively better as it goes on and it he kind of struggles at the first and he gets better and better better he kind of compounds on that success if they bring him up earlier let's say uh, maybe in april um, and he has some a couple months to get right before the trade deadline comes across. They might be willing to to trade Glaber Torres. Um, but I'll tell you what, I think that we're not going to see Glaber Torres trade the very most. I think we're going to see it at the deadline. It's not going to be this spring because um, I don't think Volpe is mm-hmm. going to be ready, and I don't think they're going to be willing to bring him up. But with that being said, if he's killing it like that and he's showing like this guy is an asset for a a, a World Series run. I, I don't think you can trade him. I, I, I simply just don't think there's a reason to because, like, why take the big step down uh, from Volpe? Just send him back to the minors until you need him next year. And then you trade Torres coming off hopefully a tremendous year. Then you sell at his peak, okay? You you use him for that World Series one, and then you sell at his peak because he's probably not going to get much better than that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think that would be a perfect scenario. Let him win a World Series. Hopefully helps us there, helps us dominate in, in whatever in best-case scenario. And then you trade him with a year of control left at the best of his game, and then you move Volpe into that second base role or, or shortstop role, whatever you do there, you know, whatever alignment they want to go with. And I think that would be a best-case scenario personally. Because, like, no, I, I absolutely agree. And kind of going on what Sam said, if we can get Glaber on a good team-friendly-ish deal, then, yeah, look to extend the guy. I can't keep hammering this point enough. He's only 26 years old, and he's played in the league for, like, six seasons. So we got to stop acting like this dude's, like, oh, he's, like, 30, 31 years old. Like, are we going to get more value out of him? Is this Have we seen his best? Most baseball players' peak is 28 to 31. So if Glaber Torres is doing what he's done already up to this point, 
who's to say he won't be better in the next three years? And the thing is, he wants to be a Yankee. He loves playing for the Yankees. He's a big fan of the organization. He's got a lot of friends in the organization as well. He was super close with a lot of players that came up and have come through the ranks. Like we saw him and he and Didi had a great relationship. He and Starling Castro had a really good relationship. And those guys are both gone in favor of Glaber Torres performing. So it's like, at what point do you just say, hey, maybe if Glaber plays really well this season, we look to move Parazza so that way we can play Volpe full-time at shortstop. That's the thing that the Yankees organization has done really, really well on is Eli and I talked about this yesterday in a prospect episode. They really built up a ton of talent in the minor leagues, specifically in the middle infield. We have like 11 guys that I'm like, that guy could be a star shortstop. He could be a great second baseman. So maybe Glaber just kind of gets phased out of the equation. But I, I, I do agree with what Sam said, and I agree with what you said as well, Alex, where it's like, hey, if he plays well this year and leads us to a World Series, maybe we do capitalize on his value. Sometimes great players that lead us to great performances down the stretch don't return. Look at what happened with Hideki in 2009. He signed with the Angels. We let him walk, despite winning World Series MVP. Sometimes you have to make moves that are best for the organization. And if Glaber does become one of those pieces that help lead us to a ring, who knows? Maybe we do trade him for a star pitcher. Maybe we do look to move him for a beast outfielder. I don't know if it's going to be like a Reynolds at that time, because Reynolds could already have been dealt by then, for all I know. I mean, it seems like he's not staying in Pittsburgh. And why would you for six six years for $75 million? What, what kind of offer is that, Pittsburgh, you morons? But hey, that's what they value their players at. The Yankees, on the other hand, haven't even made an extension offer to Glaber. So maybe he's thinking, hey, if I work my ass off this year and play with the fire lit inside, I could get my bag and I could become a Yankee name for the for the rest of my career and go down in history as one of the greats. So I don't know, man. It's like I love Glebe and he's he's been one of my favorite players to watch. And when we got him from the Cubs, we can't forget this. We traded a prime Aroldis Chapman for Glaber Torres and Aroldis ended up going on to lead the uh, Cubs to probably the greatest bullpen uh, role I've ever seen in the postseason. Like, remember that World Series where it was he and Andrew Miller, literally, who can throw more innings out of relief? And we got Glaber Torres back because we believe that this guy is going to be a star. And some people like to hate on the fact that he hasn't lived up to that 5-6 F war potential, but a 3 F war, 4 F war second baseman is incredibly valuable in today's baseball. Damn, I thought we were free from the Aroldis Chapman talk, man. That stinks. I completely forgot that they traded Glaber 2016 Aroldis was otherworldly. Just like mind wiped me. And, you know, the one last comment that I have on Glaber is there has to be a point where he, like, feels isolated. Because, like you mentioned, you were talking about Starlin Castro and Didi Gregorius with, you know, Gary Sanchez and Gio Rosella and, like, all those guys that walked out the door. The only two guys that are left standing are him and Aaron Judge. And Aaron Judge obviously got his nine-year, $360 million like extension or signing, whatever you want to call it. And then you got Glaber here, who's just still like on ARB. And, you know, there's going to be a point in time where he wants his bag. And, it, you know, it's weird because last two years ago, he was really not good. Last year, he was really good. So if you're the Yankees, if he comes out and performs next year, like he did in 2022, are you going to offer him that big time extension? Or are you going to look to trade him? Because again, we've been talking about this at peak value, seeing what we can get back and then just letting the kids rock. I just do feel bad for Glaber because you know, there's a point in time where it's like, oh, you're the you're the odd man out. You know, everybody in New York News is talking about Glaber Torres, the odd man out. I I just feel bad because the guy's got to be isolated and everybody else that was around him just felt like dominoes and he's like the one guy left really because judge being the captain it's like completely different now for him you know but i just i do feel bad for glaber 
That's what I got. I feel bad for him, dude. But real quickly, yeah. one thing I did want to say, Donaldson's going to be gone at the end of this season. IKF mm -hmm. will probably be shopped for the next six to eight months, maybe also gone after this season. So what that could do is if Glaber plays really well, then boom, you got shortstop and third base that just opened up for Parazza and Volpe to take over full time and then have DJ fulfill that super Uto role still and Glaber's job's intact. Because like I like Trey Sweeney. I think that he's going to be a I good baseball that. player. But he's not going to be a, I don't think he's going to be a Yankee. So it's like maybe Glaber can do well enough for just long enough to where the team's like, hey, we are going to hang on to you. We have these two positions that no longer have this competition over there. And we have guys that we can fill in over there. So, Glaber, you are our second baseman for the future. It just remains to be seen if they do that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, mm. guys, I think you've mm. got a, a lot of information from this episode and a lot to talk about. So I would love to hear perspectives below in the YouTube comments, as always. Always happy to have good conversations with you guys down there. Hope you enjoyed this 30-minute conversation about Glaber Torres. I think we've hit every single freaking angle you could possibly hit on the Glaber Torres front. So if you've listened this far, you've probably thought of everything we have, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. As always, my friends, make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day. Like and subscribe, as always, for the best Yankees content out there. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.